Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. interesting episode with vikrant vinayak you will hear about his uh, reinvention about himself through his personal as well as professional journey please listen to vikrant vinayak who's a senior managing director in accenture a very close friend of mine from nit trichy and he he shares his wisdom in terms of how he moves from one industry to the other and also be being a visionary to the business leaders he consults with he talks about how uh, important it is to create genuine relationships and how feedback has helped him over and over again listen on hi vikrant good morning and so happy to have you here in the software people stories thank you gayatri uh, it's very exciting to be uh, speaking with you as well So Vikrant, you are a senior managing director for Accenture and a career um, the person in Accenture. So, um, without much further ado, why don't you introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. Uh, so, uh, Vikrant Vinayak, I'm a senior managing director with Accenture. Uh, I've been with Accenture seventeen years, and uh, I would say that uh, I've had an excellent journey over these seventeen years. And uh, as I have spent this time at Accenture. i have not only learned and grown but i've also reinvented myself in these uh, 17 years and uh, as uh, we talk through uh, i would love to share some stories with you on how i have uh, been on this journey of reinvention and uh, at a personal level uh, i live in chicago uh, and uh, in my family my wife and i have two boys and when i'm not uh, out working with the clients i'm either running i'm biking uh and uh, or i'm hiking uh, which is a newly found hobby uh, as of last year uh, i enjoy playing golf so you can see that uh, i uh, lead a very busy lifestyle excellent excellent i know you also have a couple of uh, non profit uh, associations also so uh, uh, let me start from the you know beginning what i know you did mechanical engineering in uh, rc trichy so uh, what uh, got you started in software i know software um, yeah, my software experience was in the octagon for the first time when i looked at the computer and everything but what is what was the first thing and what what got you passionate about it yeah no thank you for asking and that's an excellent question because i think uh, today when you call talk about technology i think technology is a very broad umbrella so 15 20 years ago when you talked about either software or technology it was very much boxed in into uh, it as an organization it was very much boxed into systems that are going to uh, enable and uh, enable a business whether it's erps uh, or customer relationship management type of systems but today everything that that we do technology is embedded in that and so as i say that i work for a technology company 
I work for a leading technology services provider, Accenture, where we are at the core of how we make our clients successful to drive their business outcomes uh, while serving them with things that uh, they cannot do, do on their own while we are innovating. So what does my journey uh, looks like? So mechanical engineer, I actually uh, worked in supply chain area uh, right after uh, after I did my MBA, after mechanical engineering. And from there, I made the pivot to consulting. And as I got into consulting, uh, I realized that uh, the business world is going to evolve every three to five years. We are at such rapid pace of innovation that uh, as the business is evolving, so is the need to create solutions to make our life easier. So very recently, uh, chat GPT is uh, the talk of the town. Everyone is experimenting. Everyone is talking about that. 10, 15 years ago, there was something else. And before that some was something else. But one thing is for sure that there isn't an aspect of our life which is not governed by technology. We wake up, we have an electronic uh, alarm clock, which is on our phones, typically. We have technology, use of technology there. Most of us are having uh, smart variable devices that is helping us uh, monitor our sleep, monitor our steps in the day, uh, monitor our activity. And uh, now actually there are devices that can actually even create EKG uh, through a smartwatch. So technology is everywhere. We go to work, our size of our computers have shrunk. You don't see any computers anywhere. You see laptops and actually you see a lot of people work on surfaces, on iPads. And, uh, and actually many times you don't even need that. Uh, you're just working through your uh, smartphone. Technology is everywhere. We are using our phones to order lunches for delivery. We're using our phones to call for a ride share uh, apps. We are using our phones for shopping. So technology is everywhere. So I believe that another five to 10 years, the whole notion of software and technology being a different work stream is going to go away. And every person needs to know technology in order to be successful, no matter what they're doing. Even if you look at the healthcare field, doctors are doing surgeries. They have been doing surgeries, even open heart surgeries uh, with the use of robots. That is technology. So a long-winded answer to your short question about uh, technology, but uh, happy to answer further questions. So um, I, I was asking about you know your early memories why you got passionate about technology. I think you answered it very beautifully in terms of saying, uh, if you are uh, around the water, you better love water. So, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, and, and I think sometimes also things happen where like uh, uh, by chance. So I was in supply chain and as I started to see that uh, supply chains uh, could not be run effectively without uh, uh, being, uh, without the use of the technology, without having the data at your fingertips on where your product is and uh, where your customers' uh, demands are. From there, I realized almost like 10 years ago that uh, I needed to uh, do reinvent myself. And uh, I needed to reinvent and get broader to uh, get into the field of finance, uh, into technology, into a talent uh, field of uh, uh, more core, like uh, what we call the technology as in like development of uh, new platforms, uh, developing of new business models, mergers and integration. And no matter what function I've gone to, I've realized that technology is uh, really making a big differentiator 
on the success of uh, those functions. So that's where my love for technology is and uh, uh, has has evolved over the years. Like you said, uh, if you're around water, you better start to uh, start to love it. So uh, let me start with uh, asking you, you mentioned about be reinventing yourself. And uh, um, and you, I uh, I see your uh, you know career path in terms of joining supply chain. You also did your MBA and then moved to consulting. And from there, even even within Accenture, uh, you are referring to multiple roles that you played. Um, can you please explain why you felt the need to shift? I think sometimes many of us uh, feel very comfortable doing what you can, right? And uh, the often uh, joke that is there in the IT field is the Peter's principle. You grow to the highest point of your inefficiency. But uh, often uh, folks don't want to leave their comfort zone and try to go go and explore something. Is it because of the need or is it because of your own passion to explore new things? Can you elaborate more about it? Yes. Yeah, so for me personally, uh, there was a passion and uh, I've been fortunate to have... Uh, good mentors in my uh, career. So I learned this principle of having a personal board of advisors. So like uh, organizations have a uh, you know, board of directors, I have my personal board of directors. And um, these are my mentors. And I've been very fortunate that one of my mentors uh, challenged me almost, I would say 10, 12 years ago, and uh, said that uh, you have so much more potential and you are the only limiting factor to where you can go. And that hit me really hard because I was very comfortable uh, in what I was doing and uh, I was enjoying what I was doing. And this person shared with me that uh, you need to unlearn before you can learn new things. And that's a mindset shift, unlearn to learn. Because once we are so much deep into something, like you said, we get the comfort and we are like, uh, everything is going great and uh, I'm at the top, why do I need to change? But change is the only constant. So when I was challenged to uh, push myself, I almost set a journey that uh, every couple of years, uh, I need to push myself uh, physically, uh, mentally, and professionally. So if you looked at uh, six years ago, I was not an avid runner. And uh, now I run two to three half marathons a year. That's something, a mission I have done. And actually, that's a great personal transformation journey. Uh, I was not a cyclist. Now I cycle every weekend uh, 50 miles. So that's on the personal aspect. On the mental resilience aspect, uh, there are certain things I'm, I'm doing to make sure that, that mental resilience is there as well. And on the professional level, then it's like, uh, what can I learn new? Uh, two years ago, I knew very limited about sustainability. In the last two years, uh, I have done a lot of work in the area of sustainability, and I realized how it is important for us to have a healthy planet and how why we need to focus on ESG to have a society that is equitable, where everyone is getting opportunities and how we are caring for the next generation. So in the process of learning, you're unlearning what you knew and you're basically learning new things and that's what's giving you that uh, uh, that runway on how you can uh, drive yourself further. And one thing I would say for sure is that uh, I still those words resonate to me that the limit is what I set. And uh, 
now I'm setting sky as the limit, which means that uh, I can continue to uh, do more. So no matter what aspect of your life, really, it starts with, uh, you know, getting inspired and uh, setting your limits uh, to a point where you can continue to push those limits and then go towards new ones. It's like in in work, we set the goals, whether it's about go live for a project, whether it's about uh, uh, doing something, we set those goals and then we achieve those and then, okay, let me set next goal, it'll tougher. And let me go achieve that. And let me, and it's also about continuous improvement. Excellent. So I have so many questions to ask you in each of those. And I want to want, I want to see if you can share some stories, your personal change stories, right? I think this is a matter of uh, excellence in terms of saying, hey, I have changed. Not only do I have to have changed in my professional life, uh, I've also changed in my personal life, which, which is also in the end of the day, all of us are one whole human. And uh, while we can all put a great uh, a hero cape on us, uh, our own empathetic human being comes on top, right? So uh, can you uh, share one or two of your move, move and how did you prepare yourself? See, uh, many of us struggle at that unlearning part because the moment you have to start unlearning, what you said is very true in terms of if you if you had to stay in the same era of a large Nokia phone and because it is easier to uh, hit the buttons, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are today in terms of ha having applications uh, in every aspect. So, uh, can you give us an example of your unlearning and building the next uh, runway, as you said? Absolutely. So, you know, you uh, asked about even the, the personal uh, change and... Um... I think, uh, let me kind of start with uh, with that uh, a little bit. Uh, with the personal change journey, uh, I realized that uh, I was not taking care of my health over the years. We get so busy with work. We get so busy with family, with kids, our responsibilities. And then on top of that, uh, we add in, uh, I'm very passionate about uh, giving back to the community. And as you mentioned earlier, I'm involved with some nonprofits as well. When you look at the whole spectrum, there is no me time. There is no taking care of myself. And I learned that if you cannot take care of yourself well, how will you take care of your family members? How will you take care of your team members? How are you going to be there available for them through all that? So the first thing is, no matter what you do, you need to carve out some time to take care of yourself. And I realized that a little late, maybe around five years, six years ago or so. And then I realized that what was something that I that excited me? Previously, I would uh, go walk on a treadmill or run on a treadmill. Uh, I couldn't even fathom how people run outside. I'm like, that is so boring. So I had to push myself and I joined a running group. And I realized as I ran in the group, they would run twice a week, uh, Wednesday evening and uh, Saturday morning. I realized that uh, there is a lot more to running. For example, I showed up one, one morning and it was a hot summer morning. And after like a couple of miles, I was dizzy. And uh, my running coach from the group realized that uh, I was slow and uh, she asked me and I said, well, I'm dizzy. And she said, uh, 
have you been hydrating yourself? What do you mean by that? I had water. She said, yes, but did you take electrolytes? Oh, no, I didn't. So there was a big unlearning that uh, running isn't just like you just wake up and just put on your shorts and you go run. You need to have right nutrition. You need to have right electrolytes. Because if you don't do that, you'll end up have, being injured. So I learned in that process. And as I started to go on with the group, I learned so many things about running, which I didn't know. And I had to change my mental mind, my mental model on what running was associated with. I had to find something that excited me as I, as I ran. So fast forward today, if someone asked me to go run on a treadmill, I cannot do that. I find that very boring. And uh, as you uh, probably know, as uh, we, we talked uh, when I was in India recently, if I'm in Bangalore, I'll try to go run in the morning there uh, on the road. If I'm in Hyderabad, I'll try to do the same. If I'm in Zurich, I'll try to do the same. No matter what part of the world I am in, I try to get a run out there because now that is inspirational for me and uh, I have changed my, my mental model. So that's the, a, a little bit of a, on, the, on the personal journey. Similarly, if you look at uh, our day, starting from we wake up in the morning to the end of the day, uh, it's very hectic. It can be stressful with a lot of demands. Uh, and, uh, you know, for those of us who have families and children, uh, the demands can be more uh, than just the demands from the work. And uh, you're in the middle of a call and you get a text from your uh, child, uh, the, he, he or she needs something urgent and you have to balance you know, or the spouse needs something. And uh, so we are all facing that. That's the world we live in. And I think in that world, having a moment for yourself where you can pause and uh, say, I need 15 minutes of just clearing my head and uh, being ready for the day is important. Now, for some people, the clearing of the head comes from running. For some people, it is through meditation. For some people, it is through yoga. For some people, it is through reading. No matter what it is, find that something that is relaxing for you and bring in a habit and discipline in your life because that will then allow you to go through the day and be more productive and more effective. And as you break your own boundaries, uh, it'll help you. I'll give you another example. When I started to run, I was running and then I kind of shifted to walking. And uh, I would walk five miles to 10 miles a day. And uh, that was a long walk. And uh, I had to figure out how to do that. I did not realize that that walking strengthened my legs. And when I started to run again, uh, my speed increased. So similarly, these 15 minutes as we put in for these activities, whether it's towards like you know yoga or meditation or whatever, we do not realize it gives us that mental resilience uh, and actually makes us a stronger human being uh, mentally and physically. Excellent, Vikram. I love your, uh, you know, taking an example of uh, running and showing, talking about your personal change and uh, reinventing yourself. So uh, when uh, you mentioned about uh, learning and uh, learning from peers, right? Um, where uh, does the not having an ego? Because all of us have achieved uh, a, 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 in different realms, right? Uh, achievement by in itself is related. 
how do you keep your own self for saying okay who is this person to give me advice is that uh, how do you let go of that and take something with a very uh, very genuinely uh, it is always uh, i mean uh, i know electrolyte in a running sounds very straightforward but often times we get advices all of us get advices how do you take those advices in the right way and act upon it can you share some of your experience i know you mentioned about your board of advisors so i want to also touch upon that uh, on this absolutely so gaiti uh, that i would say is uh, something that takes a little longer uh, to develop and uh, early on um, in my career i had a notion that and i genuinely believed in that that no matter what person touches your life in professional or personal format there is something you can learn from that person and you can impart something to that person it really started for me with that belief and uh, as i have several people work part of my team several work, people work with me several people i work for uh, i'm constantly looking for how can i make myself better goes back to that reinvention go back to that continuous improvement journey how can i make myself better i have a colleague who is very calm and even when there is a, a stressful situation even when someone is uh, provoking this colleague stays very calm and uh, reflects relaxes thinks and then respond and sometimes i feel that i react and i respond and then i think so there is that aspect that i can learn from that colleague another colleague has a very good vocabulary of words as he or she pens down emails uh, you know or messages to the team there is something i can take away from that there is a colleague who plays really good golf and uh, i'm like i want to so there is something you can if you genuinely believe in that you can find something that you aspire to learn from that person and when you have that belief and someone gives you uh, advice i think you really said it like uh, yes ego comes in uh, every now and then but you got to say okay let me kind of reflect on this let me think about this advice that is given and uh, let me sleep on it come back to that next morning and think what this person said did that make sense and uh, very objective point of view and sometimes actually discuss that with my personal board of directors that i received this feedback this advice uh, what do you think and get an objective point of view and i think uh, that has worked for me i won't say that that will work for everyone uh, but that personally has uh, done wonders for me that belief that uh, i can learn something from every person that uh, i interact with uh, and then i always go to my board of directors when uh, when in doubt uh, on whether the advice is good or not excellent vikram i think in the end of the day right uh, it's about continuous improvement are you um, having ensuring that somebody is throwing light on your blind spot uh, you know taking into consideration and moving forward from there and when you um, i also want to understand i know you are you worked in healthcare telecom media and lot of different domains i know 
ERP or uh, CRM or be it uh, digital, lot of things, thing, lot of technologies are common. No two ways about it. Uh, context is different. The problems that uh, uh, industries are facing is different. And remember, there is always the maturity is completely different with each of these industries. And within the industry, each of the organization based on their own uh, state of uh, where they are. How do you uh, adapt uh, for uh, that? And how do you ensure you as a leader mentor your team in, in, in that kind of, a, you know, specific knowledge, right? How do you manage that part? I mean, uh, I, what I want to understand is how are you able to mentor, able to understand the differences uh, at the same time, able to cultivate that? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think uh, that is where I see, uh, I'm fortunate that I have a great foundation in consulting. Uh, that's where, uh, you know, I learned these skills on how to quickly understand the key imperatives in each industry and uh, then understand what are the underlying challenges that industry is facing, what the context is, and how uh, industry is responding to solve to those. And having those three things then actually help you, uh, you know, then you do a lot of reading. Uh, at Accenture, typically, if I'm going to uh, look at a new industry, there is a depth and breadth of knowledge that is available for me. Uh, to go in and talk to my colleagues and uh, talk to, you know, read up uh, through various, uh, you know, templates, white papers to educate my, myself. So that's it. And I I'm, I will assume that most companies, most organizations have that as people get through new challenges and that is uh, in an area they haven't worked in. I think that's a, that's a great place to, to start. A lot of the mentorship and learning uh, on the team actually happens through life situations. And I think uh, that is where I focus a lot on having people work with me, attend the meetings, um, observe, and come back and have a conversation on how that could have done gone differently. And have that open candid conversation, give me feedback, I'll give you feedback. And together, we will uh, get to a better point. So in mentorship, I am a firm believer in like on the job mentorship, uh, on the job training, and having those uh, real-time feedback is important. Uh, I think it's Adam Grant. Uh, he says feedback is a is a gift that should be cherished. And uh, I definitely feel that uh, everyone who wants to improve should consider that feedback is really a gift and should solicit feedback regularly. And uh, I give real-time feed feedback, but also while giving feedback, you have to be you have to turn your human element on because sometimes someone may not be in the mindset. Uh, for example, I was uh, talking to a, a colleague who was uh, super enthusiastic about uh, something that had just happened and uh, was very excited. And uh, I made the mistake of uh, giving some corrective feedback and that was not the time. I basically dampened uh, this person's spirits uh, by not having the, the right moment. If I could have waited 24 hours and come back next day and say, great, awesome, you did really well, here is something you should uh, consider. It would have probably been more, more effective. So I think uh, there's a balance in that. And uh, frankly, I'm not perfect. I'm also continuing to learn. I make those mistakes again and again. And uh, But knowing that I'm making a mistake is the first step that I can work towards remediation of the mistakes. And... Uh... 
rightly put uh, vikrant in fact uh, one of the first things that we always do uh, is give me feedback i think that is my gift that you are giving me right and most importantly uh, if the feedback comes from the right place um, more often than not people can see through it it's not coming from any other sense right it's coming always from a um, place of improvement place of uh, you know kindness um, i mean i am i don't want to put any other parlance on it just the matter of uh, you know genuinity i think that uh, often uh, people uh, tend to see irrespective of cultures i know the culture is a big part of what we are right uh, so i like the part where you said uh, you know learning about the industry learning from the subject matters uh, expertise as well as being and things uh, can you explain uh, any any interesting stories where you have taken a learning from one industry to the other and uh, any uh, stories that you can share which is not uh, confidential in nature absolutely uh, this is a uh, maybe like uh... time to say maybe 14 15 years ago and uh, i was uh, working in the telecom industry uh, and i got a project to work in the steel industry and uh, this was a quick uh, 4 to 6 week uh, project very high impact uh, working for the coo and um, so it took me a couple of days uh, before i got on the ground to understand uh, what are the challenges uh, steel industry is going through and uh, this was uh, around the time uh, where steel industry had al- already gone through like a boom and a bust type of cycle uh, in in north america several steel mills had gone uh, gone bankrupt i spent some time in understanding the the imperative on why these industries were not uh, effective and what this client needed to do in order to uh, improve their profitability and uh, and i talked to some of the subject matter advisors and i went in uh, you know at end of the week one uh, i was talking to one of the the general managers and um, this person uh, kind of like in complimented but in a very backhanded way that uh, well, you seem to know a lot about uh, the industry and uh, have you been here in this industry for a long time and i joked and i said yeah five days <laughs> and uh, this person said what and i said well the problem you are trying to solve i've solved that problem 10 times with my, with the other clients it's not very unique to you if you're trying to solve the problem the way you want us uh, this industry is always solved probably the answers are very limited but if you want to solve the problem how those 10 other places where i've solved this problem i think you have more possibilities more options to solve this problem so yes uh, my experience in the industry is only 5 days but my experience in solving this problem goes many years and uh, we both laughed about it and uh, he did not uh, let me forget uh, for uh, weeks to come uh, but that also gave that affection and that connection that i was not going to misrepresent the facts to him i was going to be transparent in my knowledge and what i brought to the table 
And this person could have taken the choice and uh, asked uh, my boss at that time that I do not want to work with this person uh, because this person doesn't have uh, the experience. Uh, thanks to him that he didn't do that. But then I think uh, it created a different bond of uh, that transparency. And I've found Gayatri in my um, life that I operate from a position of transparency. Why? Because transparency will always build trust. And when you have a trusted relationship, it'll turn into loyalty. And that's how it's a continuum. And that's how I aspire to work with my team. That's how I aspire to work with my clients. Uh, that's how I aspire to work in my personal life as well, to build that transparency, trust, and uh, loyalty uh, continuum and that, those relationships. Wow, excellent. I love the story about, uh, you know, sharing uh, your one learning from one industry and applying it. And see, in the end of the day, uh, if you are uh, having those trusted relationship or a transparency, it's easier to uh, talk in that rather than saying, okay, which if, if I tell 10 sentences, which of it is true or not, if you get into that level of uh, understanding it, uh, it, it is a lot harder. It, I, I have been in those kind of organizations and it's not fun. It creates a very, very neg a negative kind of uh, vibration as well as uh, not just for a person, but also for the organizations which are interacting also. Guys, being a manager is easy. Being a leader is hard. Absolutely. So tell me a couple of instances of uh, anyone who's any of your mentees who has come and said, hey, you did this and it shaped my life. I've had uh, several uh, examples uh, like that, uh, where sometimes you don't even know the impact uh, of uh, what you're having. Um, I was talking to uh, one of my mentees uh, last week and uh, I met this person five years ago uh, at, a, uh, at a training center. And uh, I said something that made an impact. And this person still uh, remembers it. And uh, basically he was uh, reminiscing on how, what I said and how I said it, it left a long lasting impression. Uh, and he felt that uh, I'm someone he really wants to kind of talk to and get uh, get mentorship from. I think in our uh, interaction as, as, as human beings with other uh, colleagues, uh, we should always remember that uh, when someone comes to us, we can choose to make a difference in their life or we can choose to just be forgotten. And uh, if we are genuine and if we put them first, uh, we will make a difference. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that story. Uh, uh, so when, um, when you were actually speaking about reinventing uh, and uh, learning and unlearning, you also mentioned how quickly you learn or how quickly you get to that stage, right? Um, and why is the, the reason for having that pace? Um, I have not heard too many people talk about the rapidness. I know ra the technology is changing rapidly and we often talk about how landscape, business models are changing rapidly. Um, I want to understand uh, the reason why you mentioned about rapidly changing oneself. And uh, any rationale on why you may, you are saying that, and I would like to understand the you know background or if there are any interesting stories also. Absolutely, and I think um, uh, first and foremost, like uh, it's about relevance, 
and uh, I'm in an industry where like, you know, I'm an advisor to uh, several senior leaders uh, uh, at my clients and uh, they expect me to know and have a pulse on where, not where things are, are headed, but where things are going to be. So I need to have a pulse on what's coming next. And I think that keeps me uh, really kind of up, up to uh, up to speed. Second, uh, the change is coming at us at a very rapid speed. And if we don't keep up the pace, then uh, we get uh, left behind. And uh, I personally, that's why I invest time and effort in um, reading, uh, educating myself, and learning about uh, where technologies uh, are headed uh, and how they are really solving the problem. Because at the end of the day, everything that technology is leading to is actually about solving a problem. And uh, sometimes that problem doesn't exist or we're not even aware of that problem is there. For example, uh, if you look at uh, Metaverse, Metaverse is, uh, has a lot of promise when it comes to training, when it comes to solving real time uh, problems uh, when some person is on the on the site and other and a expert is like remote there's a lot of promise with that there's a lot of promise in gaming and a uh, lot of promise in people living the dream in a way you know if i cannot travel to a particular place due to limitation i can put on my oculus headset and actually feel the presence of being there, walk around, enjoy a, a ride. So it brings in a lot of promise. So for us to actually stay on top of that, seeing where the society is headed, what are the problems that we are perceiving and what are the problems we haven't perceived? I think that is what causes me to, me personally to keep up the, the pace. And I won't say I am the only one in this. I would say that a lot of people around me that I see, they are learning at that rapid pace because again, it is the nature of the business we are in where our clients are seeing the change. Uh, companies that are not reinventing themselves uh, get left behind. And I think there was a statistic uh, a while back that every 10 years, there's a percentage of Fortune 500 companies that fall off the list and a new percentage of companies that come in. I haven't checked in what that latest statistic is. But similarly, like, you know, if you apply that to personal level, that uh, that'll happen if you don't keep up uh, with what the customers are looking for and what innovation and inventions are needed, then that'll happen. So that's why the, the pace part comes in. For me, I think... Uh, I have been again fortunate to have that uh, good board of uh, directors who have uh, guided me on where things are headed. A few years ago, I was very much focused on blockchain as uh, in the uh, telecom media and high tech industry on what promise it can bring. And, uh, you know, I created a lot of white papers on that. Uh, then I focused on to IoT and uh, new business models. Now I'm looking at sustainability and they're all very interconnected. They're not like uh, disparate things that uh, IoT is not connected to uh, sustainability or blockchain. And I think that is where, as you kind of learn, you step back and see how things are so connected in the business. And, uh, and then the pace automatically comes in because if you don't uh, learn everything, uh, you get left behind. It's it's like a race uh, too, guys. As we run uh, a race, uh, 
you know, everyone starts at almost the same time. Uh, some people stop at some point and then start to run. Some people you overtake, some people overtake you, but everyone finishes in the end of the day. Yeah. And see, it's also excitement, right? Uh, when there is a rapidity in which you do something, you're also able to A, uh, see quickly whether that works. Or it's it also, uh, in, uh, in, in the way I actually explain to my own customers, is fail fast. Uh, fail yes. fast and learn faster. I mean, it's a lot easier to say, okay, I do, do it faster. And if I uh, fail, it's okay. I've learned a lesson rather than, you know, staying on the same place and saying, what if kind of scenarios? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, the the fail fast in a work environment, if we apply to personal, uh, that, that'll that be great. We try to take risks in some of these things, uh, in learning new things. And uh, there are things I've tried to learn and I just, just couldn't. And there are things I've tried to learn and uh, I picked up pretty quick. All of us have different, uh, uh, you know, levels, right? Uh, all of, and it, it's it's a, one of the recent uh, brain research says is that you keep learning and that creates those neuron bridges. And more and more you learn, uh, you're actually making it a habit. Uh, and that is uh, by in itself, it creates that discipline cycle, virtuous cycle. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Excellent. So I have one um, last question um, before uh, we wind. I know you mentioned about uh, what happens uh, 10 years down, from the, down the line, five years down the line, you sort of speak with your clients. Um, if uh, you had a time turner uh, 10 years from today, uh, what would the landscape look like? Have you imagined it? or um, yeah, For example, one of the things that I always uh, think about is, you know, it could be a no code. And it could be it could be more of problem solving rather than you know creating ground up solutions and things like that. So, have you thought of any of those those areas, Vikrant? I'll give you an answer in a different way. My vision, uh, if I see ten years from now, I think we will live in a world where sustainability will be in our day to day fabric of most people, where. It's not something we will have to educate. Uh, you know, we will be sustainable at homes, we will be sustainable at work, and it'll just become part of our lives. I see a vision of a world where we are constantly focused on use of the technology to actually evolve the human race to something next uh, to the next level. Where some of the stuff we do on a day-to-day -day basis is very much helped solved by technology. So we have more time to think and uh, create something new. Uh, I have a vision of, the, of a world where I feel that uh, there is better connectivity between people, uh, whether you call it like, you know, no matter what part of the world you are in, I think the differences will kind of, uh, the walls will be broken down. Uh, so whether you're in one part of the world or others, you'll be better connected. I have a vision of a world where there are less disabilities that no matter what, you know, physical disability you have, you are actually able to do more things, uh, better things than you have been uh, in the past because technology will enable that. Wow, nice. In terms of bringing a sustainability, in terms of equitability, right? Being equitable and uh, 
given that march month is all about equitable embracing the equity yes. i think a lovely vikram uh, i totally love the conversation i know it's what 15 minutes gone past um, any last words of advice that you want to share with the fellow um, journey people uh, in in your own learnings and uh, your uh, career uh, yeah i would uh, say uh, encourage everyone to uh, focus on the reinvention of yourself um second thing uh, make sure that you give time to yourself because if you are not able to uh, take care of yourself uh, it's harder for you to take care of uh, people around you and third thing is uh, learn and then unlearn to learn excellent thank you so very much uh, vikran i really appreciate your time today thank you thank you for the opportunity and uh, um Talk to you soon. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com